Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Grounding. So I feel like I need to tell a story of this because it was really a cool discovery and I hope you guys love it as much as I have. Um, I started to do a lot of research on the concept of grounding. And if you've never heard of that, it's really about connecting with the earth and the electromagnetics of the earth and that our bodies obviously are built to be connected to the earth. And over the years, we have become disconnected from nature, really. And so I started really becoming fascinated with what does that mean for our lives, for our health, for how we feel, how we think, you know, all these states of being. We live in a time where, um, you know, health is not something that's a given for most people. I mean, most people are dealing with something surrounding their health and, and it's much more prevalent, you know, certain things over the past, let's say several decades have just appeared, autoimmune conditions, you know, certain illnesses, that just weren't there before. And and a lot of people go, why? Like, why? And there's not a lot of understanding about where exactly it's coming from, right? At at this level, I mean, this many people being affected by these things. And so, um, so I'm just always fascinated by that and interested in understanding how we can return to uh, more of like, what nature intended, right, for us and and how we evolve um, to connect with the earth, how our ancient cultures, you know, lived off the earth in different ways. I mean, we've built, you know, homes that we live in and, and places, shoes we wear on our feet and all of these things that we didn't have many years ago. And it's just fascinating to me if there's an effect to that. And I started to look into different like I said, documentaries and and looking at this, and I was like, just captivated. Um, And so one of the documentaries I saw uh, was created by a man named Clint Ober. And I was so moved by it. I was in tears at one part of the documentary, just thinking this is so brilliant. And so I'm excited that he's here with us and we're gonna get to talk to him. But before we even do that, I, he's created many inventions around this concept of grounding, and I decided to invest in um, two of them, which are a grounding mat for my bed and a grounding pillowcase, so that while I sleep, my body would be fully grounded as if I was, you know, sleeping outside on the dirt and being able to take in all of the goodness, right, that the earth has to offer. And it's just been incredible. The first night I literally like felt like, oh my gosh, I'm more in a relaxed state than I've ever been. And I'm super relaxed when I go to bed, like I'm tired, I'm ready to go to sleep. But my whole body, when I got in the bed, just completely relaxed in a way that was 
absolutely noticeable. I was like, wow, there must be something to this. And so uh, we've been sleeping on one for months now. And it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. You know, not everybody can go outside for five hours a day, eight hours a day and just lay in the grass or lay on the soil. And so it's, it's a great way to make sure we're grounding some of our energy. And so, um, you know, there've been, they've done over 20 peer reviewed studies, um, on the concept of grounding, which we talk about today. They've seen impressive results with things like inflammation, sleep, pain and stiffness, um, circulation, blood pressure, all of these things, depression, anxiety, um, uh, like even wound healing, something like that. And also recovery and just, just general performance, like boosting the body, right? They've even studied things like PTSD and autoimmune conditions, um, just to name some of these. And so um, these products specifically designed by Clint are sold through a company called Ultimate Longevity, which is where I got mine. Um, and it's just, I like it's brilliantly invented, right? When you come across something you buy like a product and it's brilliantly invented, you just take note of that. And so that was what my experience was. And it was really cool because when I got these, I also got Clint's book, which is called Earthing, The Most Important Health Discovery of All Time. Um, also the documentary that I saw, which was The Grounded. And there's also a documentary called The Earthing Movie. I just highly recommend these. It's fascinating information. Um, and we talked today about how he discovered this, which I think is the coolest story as well. So if this resonates with you, if you feel like, yeah, I'm feeling called to this, I need some more, some more grounding, especially at this like, you know, really active time um, in humanity, this is something that might be, you know, something that works for you. So you can go to ultimatelongevity.com forward slash soul frequency, and you can uh, find out more about the products that they have for grounding. So more about Clint, who's just lovely. You're going to love his interview. Um, he's an innovator, always has been. Um, he's a 30-year veteran of the cable television industry. So he pioneered the distribution of digital services via cable to things like personal computers, which then led to the development of the first cable modems. And in 1995, he had a health challenge and he retired. And then he started to look into you know, how to get healthier. He also went through kind of, I would call it a spiritual awakening a little bit, like looking for a higher purpose in life. And, you know, he talks about it in this interview. And one day in 1998, he had these synchronistic events that happened and he discovered that grounding was really important for the human body. And since that day, he's been investigating and studying and researching the benefits of electrically grounding the human body to the earth. So there are, like I said, many peer reviewed studies on his work and he just, he just has a heart of gold. And so with no further ado, let's invite Clint over to the show. Welcome to the show, Clint. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be having this conversation. Well, Shauna, I'm really glad to be here and be able to share a little bit about grounding or earthing with you and um, answer any questions and uh, um, have a good, have a nice discussion. 
Wonderful. So for those that maybe are hearing the word grounding or earthing for the first time, before we dive into a lot of detail about it, can you just define what that is? Okay, the um, ground, uh, you know, the most common use of the word ground is when your children get a little unruly, you ground them. And what ground means is to get them to calm down and return to normal. Uh, and there are other uses for the word ground, but ground in uh, in my background is a reference to being at earth potential, meaning that the earth itself has a, an electrical surface charge. It's like um, everything is electrical, but like lightning and clouds and, and, and the earth, you know, it's all maintains an electrical balance. And so to uh, ground is to hold something at Earth's potential, because when something is grounded, there can be no charge. Um, Earthing is the more proper word, uh, but it's not in the United States. They use the word grounding, which is more of a slang word, but earthing means to connect something to the Earth, to Earth it or to, um, to Earth it. Did we under, did ancient cultures understand more about, I mean, clearly people aren't talking about this, you know, like they talk about politics or anything else that's going on in the world. Um, was this understood by ancient cultures? Well, I don't think they needed to understand it because they were always barefoot or wore leather shoes, leather soles, moccasins or skins, and they slept on the earth. You couldn't get off the earth. And so when you are grounded, your body is no charge. I mean, there is no electrical. I mean, everything is stable. Everything is electrically stable. Um, When you're, um, so yeah, they would not have known. In fact, that's a question that's come up many times. And, uh, but I have found in, a lot of Native American folklore, they would talk about the old people wanting to take their moccasins off and bury their feet in the sand because this, the, the earth was healing. I mean, they, they spoke about healing and feeling better. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of metaphors, uh, you know, in Greek mythology, uh, you know, about contact with the earth or uh, I forget who, which one it was now, but, you know, uh, whether it was Zeus or whoever got his strength from being connected to the earth. And then when they raised him off the earth, he lost all of his strength. So there's a lot of uh, things that touch on grounding or earthing throughout uh, time, but there was no real um, working knowledge of it. Because it was normal, it was natural, it was it was who we were, who we who we are. I mean, we were like any other living thing on the earth. The animals, everybody lived on the earth, slept on the earth. You know, it was just nature. Yeah, interesting. So I know you've had a long career in the cable television industry and pioneered many things that kind of led to us having digital service and cable and modems yeah. and things of that nature. How how did you become interested in grounding or earthing from that background? Okay, well, first of all, you, 
in that industry, the communications industry, whether it's cable television or microwave or any kind of uh, satellite up, anything that's electrical, you have to have a stable electrical environment. You can't have fluctuations. So everything has to be grounded. And <clears throat> because the earth, when, you're, when it's grounded to the earth, there's no charge. And so when things are ungrounded or there's an electrical event, you can, you can create a fire, which that's why we have fuses and electrical panels and all of these kind of things. But, <clears throat> but the main thing, the reason you ground communication systems uh, so you can have nice, clean, pretty pictures with no interference, no noise, nice data, good sound, good high quality sound. And so everything is uh, electrically stable is, is the word. Um, so having that background for 30 years and being one of the early pioneers in developing a lot of the cable systems, especially up in Montana in that area. The, um, I retired from that industry when I was 54. I'm now 76, <laughs> hard to believe. I don't know where it all went, but I just woke up one morning and there it was. <laughs> but, but anyhow, the, um, um, I retired from that industry and I just, you know, you get tired of working or whatever, whatever happens. But anyhow, I, um, had a, uh, a health disorder when I was like 50 and almost died from it. I mean, I had gone to a dentist and had some dental work done and they put in a root canal and I ended up 30 days later with an infection that settled in my liver. And nobody realized that it was a root canal infection until after I had, it had created this big abscess in the liver. And when I went in, I almost, you know, they, they, they said the next morning, they said, we have some good news and bad news. The good news is we found out what it was and what caused it. And it was, you know, something oral and asked if I had any dental work. And I said, yeah. And then they said, most likely came from that. And then the bad news was that I was young enough to get a new liver because I was only 49, 50. And, uh, but I, they didn't know if I had time. So uh, they told me to go home, get my things in order. And for a 59, 49, 49-year-old, 49 50-year-old man who had just played, spent his whole life playing King of the Mountain, and I was on top of the mountain, this is kind of a real blow. <laughs> but most men, when they get to 50, they run into the wall. And that was my experience there. But anyhow, um, they didn't know uh, what to do. And so they just told me to go home and get my things in order. And a couple of days later, I got a call from a, a doc at uh, one of the medical centers in Denver. And they said that they have, they want to do an experimental surgery and go in and try to cut out as much of the liver as they possibly can, all of the damaged liver and see if they can, see if I can survive on what's left. They had no idea back then. Now they know if they can, do so much with the liver but anyhow so they I, I agreed to because I had no option so I went in and um, uh, they did the surgery and I survived it and they cut out five sixths of my liver because there's six little sections and they cut out five of them and it took me about a six months to walk a mile uh, to get my energy back 
And, but in six months, the liver grew back to 100% in size. So it's a real phenomenon. So here I am, a 76-year-old uh, with a 20-some-year-old uh, liver. So, wow. You know, all, it, it all worked. But anyhow, after that process, uh, I really had um, – I didn't want to go back to work. I didn't want to go back to work for money. I didn't want to go back to work for the company because when you come close to death or experience what could be considered um, your mortality, <laughs> then all of a sudden uh, become very different. Everything it was like somebody flipped a switch in me. And <clears throat> when I was in recovery or at home, I woke up one morning and I and I looked out the window and. I noticed that everything was more vibrating, vibrant. The blue was vibrating. The pine needles on the tree were green, but they were vibrating. So everything was energetic and vibrating. And it was, it was like fresh and alive and just something I had not really ever experienced or noticed before. And <clears throat> then during that experience, I looked around the room and I saw, you know, I had lots of or fine art and you know I lived in a 5,000 square foot one bedroom home on a mountaintop in Evergreen, Colorado <laughs> and so but you know I looked around and I said you know I almost died and what would have happened to all of this and I realized that most of it would have been given away auctioned off the kids didn't wouldn't have wanted because all it was was you know 30 years of kids stuff <laughs> and my own <laughs> And, um, but anyhow, I realized that, you know, my whole life had been spent acquiring these things. And I realized that when you leave, <laughs> you're not taking any of it with you. And so, but further, I realized that I've made my life about collecting things and taking care of them. I didn't own them. I just adopted them and took care of them. I spent all my energy, built a house for them, built you know whatever to have for all these possessions. And so I just had this epiphany type thing that I didn't want to own anything. I had a chill go through my body that I wanted to let go of anything material in my life. I didn't go back to work. I sold the home. I sold everything, gave things away. And I ended up with a... RV and two and a half suitcases of belongings. And then I went on a road trip for four years. <laughs> it's wow. kind of an odd, but this is how I get to grounding. So anyhow, during that time, I realized that I didn't want to work for money. I didn't want to make my life about the material world any, any longer. I didn't want to go out and put up with all the craziness. And so <clears throat> I opened myself up and I said, I need something to, to do that is worthwhile that I feel um, so the next time I die I can be happy with I can die happily where before when I was in the hospital I was very I, I wasn't happy at all because I was worried about my things and you know all the craziness that goes with a normal life and I said I don't want to, to make my life about money any longer I don't want to earn anything I just want to go out and do something worthwhile not for not that anybody in the world would care, but that I would know when I died that you know my life was of some benefit or some value to my few, uh, fellow human beings, and that was my goal. And so I 
been about four years driving around the United States in an RV, spending most of it in uh, campgrounds, some of them with my children. And um, one night I was down in Key Largo, Florida, and on the Bayside, and the sun had gone down. It was beautiful in the evening, and I'd been there for like six months. And I'd go out at night and I'd feed the manatee water because they like the fresh water. And, um, and it was still and quiet. And it was just very, very earthy there because the mangroves and the, and the gulf and everything. And um, I had this overwhelming feeling come over me, you know, to become an opposite charge. Um, I didn't know what that meant other than to charge People would be go out and poke them, stir them up, get them excited, get them to do something, charge them up. And then a few minutes later, I was getting ready to go in the house, and then I I, uh, I went in the in the RV and I wrote on a piece of paper, you know, become an opposite charge. I didn't know where it came from or anything. And then a little later, I went back in and I wrote down a second thought was um, status quo is the enemy. And again, I did not know what any of that meant, but I felt an urge that I had to uh, go back west and go back, do something. I had to do something. I didn't know what it was. And on my way back, I ended up trying to, I'm from Montana, so I'm used to pine trees and cold and things like that. And on my way back, I hope this story doesn't carry on too long. No, this is fascinating. but it's how I got to grounding. Okay, so anyhow, I uh, went to San Diego for a bit. Didn't like it there. Uh, went to Tucson because uh, I'm a cowboy, and I. But it felt good, but it, I didn't feel comfortable there. So I thought, well, I'll go up to Flagstaff because that's more like Montana. So that morning I got up and I drove headed for Flagstaff, and about. In the evening, I was getting tired, and there was a little road sign just before going up the hill to Flagstaff. It said RV Park, and it pointed to Sedona, Arizona. So I drove into this RV park. It was dark. Parked my little RV, plugged in, went to sleep. I didn't see anything. I didn't know anything around me. I woke up in the morning, and I looked around. I said, I'm not leaving here. This is like living in a national park. And so I stayed in Sedona. I felt comfortable there. And while I was there, uh, I didn't have a lot to do. So I befriended, or uh, the, the art community befriended me. And uh, so I took up as a hobby, you know, going out and helping to light the galleries. You know, when you walk into a normal art gallery, you need a baseball cap because they have all the lights and they blow out all the art. Yeah. And, and so I went in and I convinced a few of the galleries, especially when they were having some uh, nice shows. I said, we need to take all the lights down, get everything out of this building, hang the art where you want it, then we'll bring up the light so that people can see the art, not see the source of the light, but they can see the art as the artist would have intended. And so they can have an experience. (laughs) And uh, the first one I did, it was such a um, uh, overpowering thing for the owner that she, I mean, broke down in tears. And then all of a sudden, I mean, the crowd that came, everybody was just so excited about this is the best show they'd ever seen. And then after that, I spent, you know, a couple of years um, uh, lighting all the the high-end shows in Scottsdale and (laughs) And it was fun. But in that process, I had, it was back into electrical because we had to take all the lights down. We had to put things up, move everything around and everything has to be perfectly grounded. 
so you, nobody gets shocked and the lights work. And so <clears throat> anyhow, um, one afternoon I was getting ready to do some billing on a computer and <clears throat> my computer kept crashing. And this is back in 98, 97, 98. So computers weren't grounded. So anyhow, every time you would touch the computer, you, if you had static electricity, it would have a glitch and then the software would crater, then you'd have to restart your computer. And so this is a very common thing. I just got tired of it. I knew what it was, so I went, put a piece of copper wire across my desk, copper tape, and connected it to an electrical ground. And I would touch it before I would touch the computer so I didn't have to worry about it crashing anymore. And uh, that was great. And then I walked outdoors and I sat on a bench outside the office area. And this is across from Tolakapaki, which is a tourist area down there. And um, a tour bus pulls up and out comes this tour group and they were I believe they were Japanese tour group. And um, they all, what got my attention was they were all wearing white Nike type shoes. Like they had just been to the strip mall or, <laughs> or the outlet mall and white Nike shoes were on sale and everybody bought a pair. <laughs> and they were big and clunky, you know how tennis shoes are. And here's these people who are smaller in stature. And, and uh, so it just kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. And for some reason, I ask, I, I don't know why I, I ask myself, I said, I wonder if there's a consequence to humans no longer being naturally grounded. I do not know where this came from. It was intuitive. It came out of the ether, out of nowhere, out of somewhere, but not anything. I didn't consciously. Uh, so anyhow, that evening, I went home and... I started doing some electrical measurements in my home, find out there's a lot of static electricity, a lot of electric fields. But most of all, when I had shoes on, whether I was outdoors or indoors, I, you know, I wasn't grounded. I mean, I wasn't, I had electrical charges on my body. And I had lots of pain, lots of inflammation because I was a cowboy, I spent 30 years, 40 years skiing, uh, tennis issues with ankles and knees, you name it. So I, I knew what pain was. In fact, one night I went out in the yard and I, I looked up at God, or the sky and I said, God, why did you make my body with so much pain in it? Mm. And uh, later I found out he didn't. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but anyhow, so I that night I was went back to the hardware store and I bought a roll of metal aluminum duct tape. It was like three inches wide. And I taped it across my bed because in my bedroom is where there were the most electrical issues. And I connected it to a wire and connected it to a ground rod, connected a meter to the ground rod. And then I would touch the meter, measure the charges, and then touch the ground and the, and the charges would disappear, which is what I would expect because that's my background in communications. Uh, electromagnetic interference, EMI is what it's called. And you reduce it by grounding. <clears throat> so anyhow, that night um, I lay down on this tape, confirmed I was grounded with the meter. And the next thing I knew, I woke up in the morning and the meter was laying by my side. The thing that's unusual about that is I never slept well. I always had pain. I had to take Advil or pain meds to sleep most of the time. And in the morning I had to drink lots of 
black coffee to get going, to get, get recharged up and get through the pain. And uh, <clears throat> so anyhow, that was interesting. And so the next night, same thing, I slept better. And all of a sudden I started sleeping well. And so I took a couple of my friends in Sedona that I'd come across. And I said, you guys need to try this because they all, everybody has sleep problems. And I said, you need to try this. And a couple of days later, I went over and grounded them. And a couple of days later, one of them comes up and says, do you think this thing, could, this could have anything to do with arthritis? I said, no, I don't think so. I think it just makes you make, lets you sleep better. And he said, well, my arthritis has come way down. And then all of a sudden in my head, I said, oh, my goodness, I don't have to take the Advil. My pain is gone. And I thought, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> and so I started playing around with it a little bit. And then I went back then. We only had AOL and very poor bandwidth problems uh, you know, to be able to go online or to get on the internet. We didn't have Google. We didn't have hardly anything back then. So, but I, I couldn't find anything to, in the, in the medical literature uh, at the universities down in Tucson or online that there was no reference whatsoever to any health benefits of grounding. In fact, grounding wasn't even a word they used in the medical literature, except for when you, um, have an operation, they have to ground the body before they cut you open so static electricity doesn't leak in and create a cardio event. And so they can also cauterize things. And so anyhow, um, and then, I, so this is such a phenomenon, I couldn't figure out, well, how come nobody knows about it? So to me, I had the best, the most exciting day I think I'd ever had, and then the worst day I'd ever had, all in the same day. The morning, <laughs> I realized that I had discovered something that nobody else knew about. It was important and everybody needed to learn about it. And that was right up my alley. But in the afternoon, I realized nobody knew about it. <laughs> everybody thought I was absolutely nuts. So it's been a 20 year, 22 year battle to a large degree, one-on-one -on -one or a small group on small group, eventually larger groups, educating and teaching about this phenomenon. And but anyhow, after that, that's when I first learned the grounding affected the body. And so the more I looked at the medical literature and to look at the cause of pain, the cause is unknown. This is 1999. Cause of lupus, unknown. Cause of arthritis, unknown. Cause of MS, cause of any modern health disorder. The causes are all unknown. Cause of cancer unknown. They do not know what causes any of these health disorders. And I was absolutely blown away because you would think with all the medical institutions we have and all of the people and all of the uh, universities and everything, they would know everything or at least, you know, the cause of, of um, these health disorders, but they didn't. So anyhow, I went on and so I went out to, I left Arizona and I went out to UCLA because nobody there could help me. And I thought, well, there's somebody down there, they have to know. So I went to UCLA and asked them to, if they would uh, be interested in doing a study because people need to know about this. And first of all, they, they told me, they said, do you expect us to believe that somebody's gonna put a nail in the ground, put a wire around somebody's toe and they're gonna sleep better and laughed, you know, and it was, it was a joke, you know. That's what they, how they took it, it was a joke. And they said, and, but anyhow, we carried on conversation. One thing I learned about the medical community, they know nothing about electrical or did not then. 
On the other hand, I knew nothing about biology. So we were, you know, it was kind of interesting. A different language, right? Different, totally different languages. And um, so anyhow, they told me if I wanted to do a study, it could cost millions of dollars and it could take five years and there's no guarantee it would ever get published. And I said, well, that's not going to work because people need to know about this. So I ended up doing my own study, first study, with the help of some students uh, in Ventura, California, where we went out, got 60 people who had sleep issues or pain issues, and we grounded 30 of them, and 30 of them were a placebo group. And that was the real eye-opener because we learned that uh, it wasn't just reducing pain, it was reducing TMJ, it was eliminating PMS uh, issues, uh, it was eliminating, uh, you know, all kinds of stress. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And I remember somebody said, well, this thing can't be a cure-all. And that was my first clue that it may not be a cure-all, but it may be a cause-all. Yeah. That we're no longer grounded. And uh, so I was the only person who knew or even had the thought in my mind that grounding could affect physiology, could affect the body. So anyhow, that set off on, uh, uh, that was about 2000, 2001. And so since that time, uh, we have produced um, 25, 30 peer-reviewed published studies. And the most important thing of it is that we learned that most people today have thick and sticky blood. Most older people are on blood thinners. Yep. And when we, the most important study that we did was we measure blood before grounding and after grounding. And before grounding, everybody's blood was thick and sticky and uh, was thick. And after grounding, uh, the red blood cells separated and the blood was more like red wine. And so what happened was the earth has a negative surface potential or an electron potential. And when you put, when the body is connected to the earth, then all of the red blood cells, which have an electrical surface charge, equalize with the earth, they're grounded and maintain the same electrical potential as the earth, which confirms we are the earth up walking around. Yeah. And uh, so anyhow, once we learned that, then um, we, 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 we've been able to make sense of it. I can go into hours of studies and hours of that kind of dialogue, but I don't, I guess a little boring. But the main thing is it's, a, it's an accidental discovery. Not an accidental, I mean, 30 years of grounding Myself now, I have 20 years of grounding people. And bottom line is, is simple. What grounding is about is the reason you ground electronics and electrical systems and power systems and everything is to maintain electrical stability and prevent fire. And what I've learned after grounding people for 20 years, we have well over a million people grounded and tens of millions of people going barefoot, is <clears throat> the thing I've learned is Grounding does the same thing. It, it maintains electrical stability and everything in the body is electrical. Every cell is electrical. Uh, every nerve, every thought, pulse, 
the heartbeat, everything is all 100%. Body's electrical first, chemical second. Um, <clears throat> so the body's energy first, chemical second. Okay, so anyhow, so what I learned was the body, when, you're, when it's grounded, it becomes electrically stable. And there's no charge, no fire. And fire today to humans means inflammation. Body in flame, body on fire is inflammation. So when you ground the body, it puts out the fire of inflammation. And then the immune system can recover and go back to doing what it normally does and restore health. So I can honestly say after 20 years, if you have pain in your body, if your health is compromised, you're suffering from chronic inflammation. Your body's on fire, low-grade fire. It's being created by the immune system itself, trying to put out the fire by feeding the fire. I can go into the details of that later if you want. But <clears throat> so anyhow, grounding is a natural phenomena. It's like breathing oxygen. It's a natural phenomena. And um, we accidentally, in 1960, when we invented shoes, we the first thing we did when we invented plastics, the first thing we did was put them on the soles of the shoes. This was a great discovery and a great find because now everybody could afford shoes. Unfortunately, everybody started to get sick. Lupus, autism, MS, diabetes, and a host of a hundred autoimmune related health disorders began to manifest in the late 50s, early 60s. And they grew and grew exponentially and are still growing today because we have lost our ground. We as human beings have lost our connection with the planet, the energetic planet that we live. We've cut ourselves off from it. And um, what we tried to do is to ground people to the earth. And here's their condition before. And as soon as we ground them, the inflammation resolves within sometimes as little as 30 minutes. And the body, you know, it just, it, it's, the body returns to health. So if your health is compromised, then your immune, it's not your health, it's your immune system is compromised because it's busy fighting the fire of inflammation rather than maintaining your health. It's so interesting. And I just want to list off some of the things because I know in the in the peer-reviewed studies, you guys have seen like impressive results with things like inflammation, which you mentioned, sleep, pain, stiffness, circulation, blood pressure, cortisol levels, stress, depression, even anxiety, tiredness, fatigue, energy, mood blood glucose. I mean, this is, this is every, you know, thyroid function, metabolism, wound healing. I mean, when we go, when we talk about root cause and going, you know, to the root of the root cause, right. it's this element of inflammation. And I'm interested in your perspective too, on not only have we disconnected ourselves from the earth by wearing shoes or not going outside, not laying in the earth. I mean, even at this time, there's people afraid of the dirt, right? And afraid of the earth, like as if that would be unhealthy, right? To go play in the mud, right? Or play in the dirt. But what about, you know, all of, we've only have more electricity around us. Like we have more, you know, Wi-Fi signals and computers all the time and phones in our hands and our pockets. Like, what is the effect of just technology advancing over like the last 20 years you've been looking at this and our disconnection with the earth? Right. 
Well, first of all, I'm 76. <clears throat> when I was in grade school, we went to school barefoot, as did everybody else, except for the wealthy kids who had shoes, but there weren't very many of them. Um, <clears throat> so back in the 50s, early 50s, especially the late 40s, barefoot was common. It was, we, we uh, you know, so the fact that today everybody looks at it, well, you know, I'll get my feet dirty. Well, that's part of our culture that we have created and refined. But there's a price. I mean, the price we're paying now is autoimmune disease. But anyhow, so, but dirt, um, our children no longer have healthy immune systems because they're not exposed to a lot of the bacteria. They use a lot of these antiseptic soaps and stuff. And But your immune system is what got you here. It can fight off 100,000 different viruses that it's been doing for over millions of years. I mean, the immune system is so strong, so powerful, so knowledgeable. Uh, and, and it's what keeps you alive. It's who you are. Without a good, healthy immune system, you cannot have health. And But when you remove the pathogens and think, okay, I'm going to protect myself and protect my immune system from pathogens. I mean, you're doing just the opposite of what the immune system is designed to do. So the best thing to do would be to go out and roll around in the turtle a little bit. <laughs> but anyhow, the, the main thing, uh, a lot of people talk about EMF. EMF is uh, electric fields, magnetic fields. And back in the I think it was the early 90s, somebody had uh, a child with uh, leukemia and they went outdoors and they looked up on a telephone pole and says, oh my God, it's that telephone pole because so-and-so has leukemia and outside of their house, there's this telephone pole with this can on it. And so they, so the whole world was turned upside down for maybe 20 years about <clears throat> how magnetic fields are the cause of cancer and all of these things. And so anyhow, then that kind of died away. And then I remember I came back and you know, was talking to a bunch of them back in that time. And I said, if you magnetic fields go through planets, they go through brick, they go through everything. So you can't control a magnetic field. You can't make any money off going out there and screaming at people that, you know, magnetic fields are killing you. So they all left that. I said, if you want to understand how uh, magnetic field or electric fields could affect the body. You have to look at the, I mean, your electricity. You have to look at the electric field because it can perturb electrons in your body or anything in the environment. And, but it can't separate electrons. It can't, it can't um, uh, burn. It can't do those kind of things. All it can do is, it's like static electricity or simple things. And so then they kind of, that kind of died out. And then they all went to the cell phones. Everybody was going to die from cell phones when they came out 20, 25 years ago. Hard to believe just that long back. <laughs> and then it was, then it was the advanced telephone, then or cell phone. Then it was 4G. Now 5G is for sure the one that's going to kill everybody. And so this has gone on for years and years. But anyhow, the thing that I have learned is when you are grounded, you are protected from electric field. Electric field cannot penetrate your body or perturb electrons in your body when you are grounded. Um, but that's a natural phenomenon. I mean, the, the unnatural thing here is that the human being is ungrounded. It's, mm. it's, 
The electric field is not causing the problem. What's causing the inflammation in the body is the fact that the body's not grounded. You can remove the electric fields from the environment. You can rip all the wirings and all the electrical appliances and devices out of your house. You can throw away your cell phones. You can do anything you want. You're not going to reduce inflammation. You're going, the only thing that will reduce inflammation is grounding. You can get a blueberry drip. You can eat you know, all day long, you know, live food, that's going to help you. Um, but nothing can compare to just plain, simple grounding, because grounding maintains, the, you're connected to the, you're electrically connected to the planet. The planet is uh, infinitely large. You are infinitely small. You are going to be held at earth potential, no matter how much you wiggle, no matter what you do, as long as you're on the earth. So, and the other thing that I, that I tell them sometimes, I have a little crew of it. I say, you know, there's, <clears throat> we have no bodies from EMF and cell phones. There is no pile of bodies anywhere, but I can guarantee you, you can go to any hospital in the, in, anywhere in the world, and you're going to see a, a pile of bodies that died from inflammation today. Yeah. So the problem of the day is inflammation. It is not all of these um would be, could be fields. Uh, fields. So yeah. prudent avoidance is always good. You don't want to do anything that's going to uh, disturb, you know, the the body or perturb the body. It's like in the old days uh, when I was a child, we'd go to the woods, and sometimes there would be a bear in the woods because I was in Montana. There were lots of them sometimes, but anyhow, whenever a bear was around, sometimes you couldn't see them. You couldn't smell him, you couldn't hear him, but you could feel him mm. because the bear has a, uh, a field, you know, whether you want to call it an aura or an electric field or an energy field, every living thing on the planet has an, a field, a, an energetic field around them. And the hair on your arm, they are antennae. And so if there's something in the environment, your hair can sense it and then it'll spike your fight or flight and cortisol will go up and now you're on the defense do i run or do i fight and if the bear comes closer you, you may run you're not going to fight him <laughs> no but um but anyhow so that's what's really going on today with so a lot of these electric fields today they do perturb the body but we are inundated in noise from the freeways, from the music, to the TV, to the radios, to just relentless amounts of noise, road noise, uh, city noise. So all of that noise is kind of like the bear. I mean, it's sending frequency, it's perturbing the frequencies in the in your environment, and your your hair can no or your antenna can no longer sense this because it's being drowned out. Yes. And so there is overstimulation, but it's not EMF alone. It's wind. I mean, so it's you name it. It's all these things that uh, hold the body in a chronically elevated sympathetic state or fight or flight state. That's what sets off the inflammation in many cases, the cortisol and the inflammation. Normally in the wild, the animals, when they have get chased by a rabbit, when a rabbit gets chased by a coyote after the chase, the rabbit will sit there and get grounded and shake it off. 
but humans don't. They just store it up and they just keep going. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's anxiety, irritability, depression, you know, all the things, the things that go with this yeah. living in a, a sea of noise. So anyhow, there's a lot more to it all. But so to answer your question, uh, prudent avoidance is always good with anything that is unnatural. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but it's not the cause of most of the health problems that people give it credit. A lot of people are just making money selling things to, you know, dirty electricity boxes. That's, that's, that's craziness. Um, they, they don't cause any health disorders. All they do is it's more noise in the environment. It's so interesting because it goes back to the theory of like the integrity of the body, right? Like the strength of your immune system. I mean, it can, it's when the immune system isn't strong that it can no longer fight things off, right? So, so it goes back to like, okay, well, how do we restore our body to its most natural state, which is grounded? And, and I'm curious, like, you know, certainly grounding, going outside, walking barefoot, laying in the dirt or in the grass, things of that nature to connect with earth. Um, and then also you've created, which I have, um, mats, we can, grounding mats we can sleep on in our bed. I have a grounding pillowcase. And I wanted to just share my experience with it to kind of match a little bit of what you were sharing um because i've it's been i think four or five months now that i've been sleeping on these um because i have time outside but not as much as i'd like my feet aren't always in the dirt all day long i am around you know computers a lot and working a lot and inside a lot um and so I thought like, this is something that really made sense to me and I wanted to try it. I always like to try things for myself. I figure sure. I'm the guinea pig, I'm the litmus test. Yeah. Um, and so we got it for, for our, our bed, my husband and I, and we put it on the bed and we put the pillowcase on. It's just a cover pillowcase and a, a thin um, black kind of cover that goes over your mattress. By the way, it was beautifully designed, very easy to put on, uh, very well thought out. So I, I noticed that. Um, the first night I got into bed, it was, a, I had a physical sensation of full relaxation like I had not experienced before. Like that feeling of where you're so relaxed, like as I'm starting to go to sleep, that you just drift off into this sleep in the in the calmest way. So I was surprised to have that big of a sensation that, you know what I mean? You, you go, okay, well, I'm sure this is working, but I'm not sure I'm exactly feeling it's working. And that was not my, my experience was that I absolutely was assured that this felt different than when I would get in my bed before. And as time has gone on, I'm more used to the sensation, right? So it doesn't feel different and new, like I'm measuring it against something. Um, but I would say that the sleep feels deeper and more restful. Like, and I go to sleep faster and I feel um, a sense of like, I don't know how to explain this, but, but your body manifests inflammation in different ways. Like everybody knows kind of their pain areas or the areas that aren't just quite right on them. And so it, it's almost like it corrects that. Like it feels like a correction that just happens or restoration back to what it was, right? Maybe years before when you were younger. And it's so subtle. And I don't know if you see this. It's so subtle that you 
you almost like don't realize it's happening until all of a sudden you go, oh, like that used to hurt and that doesn't. Or someone reminds you like, oh, does your, does your arm still hurt like it used to? And you go, oh, no, it doesn't. Like, like you're not even consciously aware of the ways until someone else almost makes you consciously aware of that. And it's been, it's been incredible. It's just fascinating. Yeah, it's, um, what you're doing when you lay down, first of all, you're releasing the tension on the body. There's a charge on your body all the time when you're on ground. It's an environmental, the noise we're talking about, all of that, the sympathetic nervous system. And so <clears throat> when you lay down, the first thing that happens is you release that tension. Then the second thing that happens is your body starts to equalize with the earth. You should feel a little bit of energy coming into your body. And as that, that will only last, you know, 15 minutes or less, sometimes a little longer if you have a lot of inflammation. But as soon as that stops, then your body is equal electrically. The electrical potential of the body is equal with the electrical potential of the earth. So there's no stress, there's no tension. So now the red blood cells charge up and they become more negatively charged. So now they repel each other rather than stick together. The blood can get in and out of the capillaries and, and you know oxygenate the tissue uh, properly and and um, clean up the debris and uh, so that then the body returns to normal. I mean, it's not that it helps one particular shoulder; it helps everything. I mean, everything in the body is systemic. If you have inflammation here, you have inflammation everywhere. Your immune system is trying to keep. Gave up on that one, trying to control that one so it can protect something else because it doesn't have enough free electrons to prevent charge in your whole body, but it can do it in parts of the body. So, but you know, there's a lot more to that. But, but basically, um, if you have an acute pain, like an arthritic flare, you can take one of those electrode patches, put it there within five, 10 minutes the pain, no matter how bad it is, no matter how hot it is, it will resolve and disappear. Uh, you can do the same, I guess, by going outdoors and sticking your hands on the earth and staying there for some period of time. The problem comes in when you don't get enough grounding, then the pain's going, the inflammation's gonna come back. So when you're sleeping eight hours a night or some number of hours every night, so every night your body is continuing to repair. I mean, it's, the immune system is going in there and cleaning up the damage that has been created, the pains over the years. One by one, they uh, slowly resolve. And as long as you maintain a certain amount of grounding daily, then you'll never have them back. But if you disconnect from ground and go six months without grounding, they're all gonna come back and talk to you. Yeah, and that's the best part of what I love about the mattress and the pillowcase is you know, life gets busy. You have your moments. You can't get outside that day. It's like a continual commitment. You're going to go to sleep, right? Every night, no matter what. So just to have that assurity that you're grounding and, and to your point about, you know, it's systemic, it is. And it, and you notice over time, these little things just start to kind of subside, right? And they might be not not major things. Some, some people don't have, you know, a major diagnosis that they're facing, but 
but we all have little things, right. That, that come up here and there, just little, little bothersome things. And that's what I've noticed is that just starting to, as the body does, right. Dissipate over time. And it's fascinating. And you also, I want to mention you have a couple incredible documentaries, which I thoroughly enjoyed um, for anyone that wants to see these. Also, there's thermography images um, showing the inflammation. And then after sleeping on the grounding, you know, Matt, what, what happens in the body, which I think is fascinating in such a short amount of time. I think one of them I looked at was like within four days of sleeping on the mat. I mean, just a, a mar- remarkable difference. And you can see those, you guys, if you go to ultimatelongevity.com and then forward slash soul frequency, you can access the documentaries there, which have tons of information um, on the science behind it, but really interesting kind of visuals and understanding. Like I, I thought it was neat how it showed you know, how you first made the the grounding and stuck it outside um, just to kind of get a visual on what you've described today and understanding how this all came to be. And you know what moved me about it is the simplicity of this. I mean, I think we live in a world where we try to make everything really complicated. Like for instance, when people are approaching how to, you know, heal something, you know, maybe an autoimmune condition or something, it just can seem very big and difficult. And this is something simple that is so rooted in the truth of humanity and who we are and what we're, you know, being connected to the earth is like returning to the truth of who we are and you can do it every day, like relatively easily. Yeah. Uh, One thing you mentioned that you can cut out some of this, I guess, if I get too long-winded, but, you know, you talk about the little things that come up and whatever, if you get grounded and keep your your immune system strong then these things don't happen these things don't come up you can treat them with uh you know nutraceuticals pharmaceutical palliative care all those kind of things but the underlying problem is your immune system is compromised if you can reduce what's impacting your immune system then your immune system will come back it does not need a college education, it does not need a doctor, it doesn't need a scientist, it doesn't need anything. It knows what to do to restore your health. All you have to do is remove what's interfering with your health. And I wanna go one other, it's like sleep. Sleep is autonomic, it's like breathing. There's only one reason on planet earth that you don't sleep, because you have pain in your body. You're in, a, you're, you're in a chronically elevated sympathetic state. You have elevated cortisol. As long as you have cortisol running, you cannot sleep. It's like having a bear in the woods or, you know, one, sleeping with one eye open. <laughs> you know, you're, but, yeah. but so you have to ground out the stress in your body. And <clears throat> so the immune system can recover and then let it slowly go about repairing and restoring your body and returning you to a state of health. It knows what health is. It only has one mission, to maintain health. All you have to do is quit screwing with it and yeah. put it back in its natural environment. I'm not meaning you personally, but but anyhow, uh, all of us, you know, we all think that we're smarter than our bodies. We're not. Yeah. I mean, a simple, uh, a simple neutrophil that can go, white blood cell that can go on a mission and find a pathogen or uh, a damaged cell and encapsulate it, oxidize it, destroy it, and uh, in order to prevent 
internal inflammation. You know, who's telling that that immune system, that immune cell where to go and when to go? I mean, you know, there's there's knowledge in our body. There's you know, all knowledge exists in our body. In all, <laughs> you know, I don't know where to go with that, but it's but the main vast. thing, the simplest thing is like most people have animals, pets. Um, animals who live in the wild, there's no cancer, there's no cardiovascular disease, there's no hypertension. There's, you know, and, and but animals who live indoors, they all manifest inflammation related health disorders, same as their owners. So it, it is, that's evidence that it further evidence that it's environment. So, but the main thing with the sleep mats is we did that one because not because we wanted to be in the sleep business or anything. We did that was because once we learned what was going on, we said, what is the simplest thing we can do for people to help them? experience it and learn and, and, and benefit from it. We said the best thing to do is to ground them during sleep. That way they don't have to think about it. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to make any trips. They don't need any, you know, and so on. So all they have to do is do what they do every night, lay down and go to sleep. Let the earth heal you. Let the earth, let the system that we are a part of balance out the chaos and return us to health and normal. So. That's amazing. Thank you. Clint, I just want to say thank you for for having this shift in your life many years ago and for really, you know, opening up to this. I mean, when we open up to new knowledge and, and allow this intuition to come in, we have to make space for it. Right. You made space in your life for the connections to be made. And then and then you made a commitment to help humanity in this way. And I just I find that so beautiful. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart as somebody who is sleeping on your your creation um, every night for the contribution of that. I just think that that's really beautiful and you are helping humanity and you should feel all of the the happiness that that provides and it's, and thank you for sharing with us today the happiness comes from helping the young moms taking care of the young children i'm the, one of those <laughs> the older people i don't have time for anymore they're going <laughs> to get grounded soon anyway <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it is it's it's our generations right yeah. and to be able to pass it along you know to to our children as well is so important so thank you this was this was wonderful you shared so much amazing wisdom with us all right well thank you thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to to share I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes.